Welcome to the Delve Into Money podcast. I am your host, Curtis Haney. This is the personal finance podcast where we attempt to demystify money by reviewing books and applying what we learn to our own financial journeys. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 26 of the Delve Into Money podcast. This is a special episode where I will use this time to reflect on 2021 and what is coming in 2022. Don't worry though, there's still financial lessons that you can pull from this and I will intentionally back up each lesson with financial lessons that you can apply to your own life. So definitely keep listening. 2021 was a whirlwind of a year for me and my family and I'm sure it was the same for you and yours. My wife got pregnant and we had our first child in November after seven years of trying and desiring a child. Uh, We finally had that dream come true. So especially November and December have been crazy, but the months before also brought a lot of changes with that. I started the podcast in July, which meant I started prepping for it in April. So since April, I've kind of been at this journey. And then the podcast brought on social media. I had not been on social media for the past two or so years uh, and really limited my time there. And so that brought social back into my life, which changes your life dramatically. And I had some big work projects that I completed that really took the whole year that expanded from a quarter to two quarter project to a whole year project. And so just a lot going on. So I know while I've had a lot going on, there's also been a lot going on in the world. COVID-19 is still here and sticking around. Now we have the new variant as well. As a result of COVID and some of the issues for businesses, supply chains have been an issue and you're seeing things run out that we've never seen run out before. And so we're experiencing new things uh, just in our day-to-day life related to that. I know for me and my wife, we have wanted sweet tarts bites for a long period of time now, a couple months, and we've been searching for them all over. It was like as soon as we got addicted is as soon as they seem to go out of stores. Then you also have inflation related to supply chain, but then also the printing of money. And so that's affected everyone. That's affected uh, just your day-to-day spending. That's going to affect your budget. And so that's going to have huge financial impacts for families all over this country and all over the world. There's so, so much more, but I just want to reflect on the lessons that I learned as it relates to this podcast and it relates to Twitter and and really my everything related properties to this podcast. So let's jump right in. The first lesson that I have from this year is that new things are always harder than you think. When I decided to start a podcast, I made that decision for a few reasons. First, I had previous experience with an online radio show. Me and some friends had hosted one while in college, actually two different ones. One was related to an online community that we were in. Another one was just us talking and surmising about college sports. So I had ran and helped run those and that the backside was not super intimidating to me when it came to running a podcast. Second, I felt that 
podcasting is a relatively immature industry. You have bad analytics. You don't have a lot of details as far as where people are coming from, what people are doing. You don't have strong monetization, but then you see people of influence starting and really honing in on creating podcasts. You also don't have a way for people to search. So my thinking was, if I can get in early-ish to an immature industry that I will have a good chance of success and be able to create something unique. Third, it's a medium that encourages depth and relationship. And I saw the potential that that had in creating an audience. And I enjoy deep conversations. I enjoy deep dives into subjects. And so this felt like the ideal medium and way for me to communicate to this world. So I thought I knew what I was getting into. I had done planning. I had previous experience. I started at the end of April and set my start date for July. And so I just dug further and further into this and you just get into a rabbit hole. And I thought I knew how hard it was going to be, but the reality is I had no idea. The same thing goes for your personal finances. It's hard to start a new budget. It's hard to start a new job. It's hard to get on the same page with your spouse when it comes to money. But when push comes to shove, you need to start. I don't know that I believe that my planning stage was too long because it did allow me to pre-record a number of episodes, which made the launch easier. Because during the launch, I didn't have to continue to come up with content. I was able to focus on the launch. But there's only so much that you can learn in a planning stage. The majority of my learning came from experience. So despite committing all that time to planning, I learned so much more in July than I did in the previous three months. So we want to prepare in our financial lives, but we want to go ahead and start. When it comes to a budget, we don't want to spend three months coming up with what our budget system is going to be. We want to go ahead and start creating a budget and create something that's imperfect so that we can then perfect it on the fly through the learning that we have. Our learning will be so much quicker. The same goes for a new job. We can't you know, plan and plan and plan and look for this perfect opportunity. Sometimes you've just got to jump in to that new opportunity because you know that's the direction you need to go. The same thing with conversations with your spouse. You can come up with and you can go through all of the frameworks and things that you want to build, but if you're not actually digging into having those conversations with your spouse, you're not going to get anywhere. It's only through starting that we can then refine and get good at whatever we're going to be doing. And so with the podcast, this has happened on the fly and it has been such a great and fun experience. This isn't a complaint about that. This is just a look back and realize that if I'm going to start something else at any point, I need to be aware that it's going to be harder than I think. No matter how much I plan, I cannot know until I get in the middle. So we want to try and choose pain today if it's something that will help you achieve what you want in the future. The second lesson that I learned is that results are going to take time. 
My goal when launching this podcast was to get a big download push at the start that would hopefully propel it forward. I think I did that in an okay way, but I didn't have a clear objective or number that I was shooting for to know what success or failure was. So when I launched, I didn't feel like the numbers were big enough. I didn't feel like I got the push that I wanted, but I made a pre-commitment. I committed to myself that I was not going to quit after a few months. I told myself mentally that I was going to commit for two years to the podcast before I made any changes. Now, I know that that two-year mark was probably a little bit far out there, but the reality is I needed mentally to understand that this was a long-term commitment. Knowing that helped me keep plugging away. As I've looked back at my analytics and at everything that's happened in the interim time, my month of highest downloads was in November. Until November, so for August, September, and October, July had more downloads than the next three months. So if I had not made the commitment in advance, I totally would have quit between August and November. But in November, when, when numbers started coming back up, it was an encouragement. And it gave me the desire to continue on. Now, obviously, I still took a break during the holiday season. It gave me the confidence that I was headed in the right way. And if I had quit after September, I would not have seen the result of what was coming. The reality is, is that we think that we're going to see results immediately. But you need to make the commitment to stick around for the results. It's when you're willing to be committed and more committed than those around you that you'll start seeing results. If we just do the things that everyone else around us is doing, we're going to get the results that they're all getting. So to get results that are better than the general population, we've got to be more committed and take more action than they do. So let me repeat, more commitment is required for more results. This applies to your personal life as well. When you commit to improving your personal finances, it's easy to get discouraged when you don't see progress. But progress doesn't happen in days or months. It happens in years. But what creates progress is your daily action, is what you do day in, day out, is what creates the progress that you see after years of commitment. The perfect example of this is compound interest. Let's say you start with $5,000 and you make a contribution of $100 a month. In five years, that $5,000 is going to be, you're going to have contributed $12,200 and you're only going to have made $4,500 in interest. If you take that to 10 years, after 10 years, you're going to have over $30,000 and only $18,000 of that is principal. So principal is still more than your interest. But if you take that to 30 years, 
you will only have contributed $41,000. But your total balance is going to be $186,000. So you're going to have contributed $41,000 and returned 4.5 times your money. You're going to have more than quadrupled your money. And that doesn't happen in a short period of time. So we can apply that exact same principle to our life and to our personal finances. Don't get discouraged when you're investing or when you're saving and you're not seeing the results. It's going to take multiple years before you see the true impact of the decisions you're making. Build that emergency fund, keep a budget, continue to invest, and do this year after year in five to 10 to 20 years down the road, you're going to look back and see the results that are actually happening. It's going to take you time and distance to be committed and see those results. And I knew this intellectually in my personal finances, but I struggled with this with the podcast because it's easy to get into the weeds on a day-to-day basis and overanalyze what's going on and why you're not seeing results. But the reality is that if you quit at that time, you've given up a huge gain in the future. There's absolutely reasons to quit, and I'm not telling you to never quit at anything, never quit, um, because that's bad advice. But when it comes to investing, if you stay committed, if you do it month after month, year after year, you will see the results that you're desiring. Lesson number three. There is always someone that you can learn from. As I did my research to start the podcast, I was preparing for episodes and I was amazed at the resources that I had at my disposal. When I was preparing for episodes, I could look from books, I could look from YouTube, articles, social media. There were so many resources out there that would allow me to accomplish what I wanted with the podcast. This also came to creating the podcast. I looked up editing checklists and probably went through 15 of them before I settled on what I was going to do for editing. And the reality is, is that you can get all the information you need for free any day, anytime, if you just have the commitment to seek it out and look for it. Another resource is people, and I didn't use people as my resource. You can learn from people that you know that have had previous experience. When it comes to learning, though, there are two different routes, and this is where the lesson is really important. You can go the hard way, or you can go the easy way. Now, the hard way isn't wrong. The hard way is is a choice that a lot of people make, and there's a lot of good reasons to choose the hard way. And the hard way is what I've already mentioned. It's going through books, other resources, YouTube articles, social media. It's going through those resources and taking the free information that's out there and learning from it. The only reason that's the hard way is because it takes time and it's not organized for you. The easy way is when you trade your time for money. And that is, instead of going the route of Googling everything and finding all the resources on the web, 
It's finding someone that's curating the product for you and who will organize it in an easily digestible form. This is what I chose to do with my ebook, Money and Marriage, is I wanted to organize that information in a way that was easy for people to get to. I've released all that information for free in other forms and even really on this podcast, but it's not easily digestible and easily applicable. And so the easy way is buying a resource, buying a product that is going to put the information in a way that makes it easy to obtain, easy to digest, and easy to apply to your life. And so we can apply this to anything that we're talking about in life. We have done renovation projects at our home and at at other properties. And a lot of that has been done because we chose to do it ourselves. We wanted to save the money and we wanted to learn. That's a great way to do things. But I could have traded and got my time back if I just spent a little bit of money. And so when we're going about our day-to-day lives, we need to think about that in all the decisions we're making. Maybe you are mowing the lawn, and this is actually an example for me, right? And I still mow our lawn, but this summer was the only summer since we've been in our house, this is like four to five years, that I have not gotten poison ivy. When I got poison ivy at our house, that resulted in a month or more of me basically being out of commission from certain physical activities, from just being miserable, just irritable, whatever that looks like. So me and my wife have had serious talks about paying for someone to mow our lawn so that I can get that time back because it's costing me a lot on the back end to continue to save that money. And so that's just a good personal example that we have. We've talked and I think we're eventually going to pay someone to mow, but we haven't acted on that yet, but it's coming and it's just a matter of time. And so we want to think about that in our lives every single day, or what are things that we want to choose the hard way intentionally, or we want to take the easy way because it's going to better serve us in the long term. So recap on those three lessons very quickly. The first lesson is new things are always harder than you think. You need to start taking action. You'll learn more immediately after you start than you will in months of planning. Number two is results take time. You need to be more committed than those around you to get better results than they're getting. And then number three, there's always someone or something that you can learn from. Don't be hesitant to try and learn from others. And you can choose one of two routes, the hard way, which is free information on the web or in books, or the easy way, which is paying for a product or service that will get you there quicker in more digestible form and more actionable format. Reflecting back on 2021, this podcast has been so much fun and I really appreciate everyone here that's listening to this today. We've had over 3,000 downloads and are continuing to grow each month, each episode. I released my ebook, Money and Marriage, that I hope has helped many people. 
And I've grown my Twitter audience to over 3,500 people. It's through these mediums, through these things, that I have been thinking about what is my plan for next year. So what's coming for the next year? Well, at this point, I truly do not know. I'm not completely sure. I don't have a complete answer. For the time being, my plan is to just continue to release episodes as we have been. I've been exploring different formats that I can take on and, and, and have this podcast be in. But for now, I'm going to continue with what I'm doing. I may be splitting books into sections because the goal of this podcast was to deep dive into topics. And I feel like having one book fill one episode means that I'm trying to get through multiple lessons and it just makes it very, very hard to deep dive on subjects. So my goal in the present is to not feel such pressure to include all the points into one podcast and be willing to split those up if the book requires splitting. But my goal for the future is to consider doing more interviews with authors and try and look to bring them on. But I definitely don't want to go to interview only podcast style. Uh, For me, that's not interesting. Uh, I've subscribe to so many podcasts and I see authors and people just going from podcast to podcast and having the same conversation. If I'm doing interviews, I want it to be a unique conversation. So I'm trying to figure that out. I don't have any plans at the moment. But here's some of my goals for this upcoming year. I'm recommitting to going deep on this podcast. I'm recommitting to the show notes, to my promo clips, to pushing the podcast to newer and bigger audiences to getting on other podcasts, whatever it looks like that I need to do, I'm recommitting to that side of it because I, I, while I did this a lot at first, I backed off of it a little bit when I got discouraged with some of the numbers. But the reality is, is I'm hurting my own growth by doing that. So I want to, in 2021, five times the size of this podcast. I'm going to round that up since I've had 3,000-ish downloads, round that up to 20,000 total downloads that I want uh, for this podcast. So that's including 2021, 20,000 downloads by December 31st, 2022. I think I can do this by just continuing to release and continuing to push and promote. And so I'm excited for what's coming this year and for what is in store for the future of this podcast. I I would love to hear any ideas or thoughts that you might have of things that I can do to improve this because I'm consistently seeking out ways to improve everything I do. The ultimate goal is that I want to provide you value and provide you depth that's going to help you grow monetarily, personally, and professionally. If there's anything that I can help you with in the meantime, feel free to reach out. I would love to hear from you. You can reach out at my email, curtis at delveintomoney.com and is curtis with a K. Also along those lines, if you're listening to this episode today, I'm just feeling in a giving mood since we're around the Christmas season. Email me in the next seven days with proof of a written podcast review and I will give you money and marriage for free. Money and Marriage provides you with a framework to have better money conversations with your spouse, but it also provides you with a framework for better understanding your values and goals. With the new year coming upon us, 
is a perfect time to dig into this resource, even if you're single, because it'll help you reevaluate your values and goals. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to wrap it up right there. I would love if you would subscribe. I would love if you would rate this podcast, give it a five-star review. And if you write a little bit something and send it to me via email, you're going to get a free resource. That's $19 right now. And very soon it will be going up in price as I continue to improve what is in there. Until next week, remember, healthy financial decisions are intentional financial decisions. Intentional decisions this week lead to a healthy financial future. Start today and we'll see you next week.